Hello and welcome to this edition of the Matt Adams Podcast, coming to you semi-live from the southeast side of Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Matt Adams. Joining me, as always, special correspondent, Ann Adams. Hello, gentle listeners. And uh, there's a little bit of an acoustical difference in this week's podcast. That's because we have moved the quote-unquote studio to a different setup, so... That uh, we we did some adulting this weekend, Anne, and uh, our backs uh, have <laughs> are paid feeling, for it. They're feeling pretty adult <laughs> right now. <laughs> our backs are feeling it, but uh, you've got your own you've got your own scissor arm now. For I know. Podcast, so, so fancy. Uh, to let you in on a little secret, the old podcast setup involved Anne sitting in a recliner with a TV tray. <laughs> Man, uh, Matt, you're ruining all the magic. <laughs> They, and, they're not supposed to know this. And and we would uh, stack books and put her microphone on the books, and that's how she would podcast. But and now I'm official. I have my own arm. Yeah, now she's got her own arm. And it swivels. It, it swivels. It moves. You can. It'll squeak if you uh, use it <laughs> the way. Uh, it can slam into things. So it's really great. That's what uh, that's what we professional podcasters have. <laughs> Now, the uh, studio move uh, is just a transplant from the man cave room into the spare room that we have here. We have a spare bedroom, but the spare bedroom has sort of um, had gotten a little uh, overgrown, I guess you would say. Little things piled up a bit. (laughs) We had a lot of uh, things that needed to be picked up and rearranged. This had basically been used as a storage room for the past two years. And we just, we needed to get it cleaned out. We've been wanting to put our studio back here for a while and get back to um, having our guest room back, which is nice. Uh, even though it's still COVID-19 quarantine, mm-hmm. we don't yes. really have anybody no, we're not to come have anybody over, stay but... with us. But okay, <laughs> it's a perfect time to do that, right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, it'd be nice uh, if people want to come here and visit us. They can, uh, you know, we can offer them a bed and a TV and they can do their own podcast in, yeah. the, in the studio <laughs> as well. So maybe we should charge by hour. It should be know. a podcast and breakfast. Podcast and breakfast. <laughs> Of course, the breakfast would probably consist of like Jack's donuts or yeah, uh, you know, chicken biscuit. Hardy's chicken biscuit served on our buffet. But other than that, I think you know <laughs> we'll serve it on a professional wooden television or TV tray, so it'll be good. <laughs> Maybe I should take a little tablecloth and put it Just over put the a TV little tray. Checker tablecloth on top of the on top of the uh, oh, the TV goodness. tray, and you'll be in good shape. Wow, <clears throat> but that that was a big job, and we'd been wanting to do it for a little while, and uh, we kept saying uh, as this uh, pandemic began, and I was working from home, and Anne was working from home for a while, we kept saying, you know, we'll be able to do this in an evening, and not we'll be able to start it, we'll be able to do it in the evenings when I'm home and when Anne's home after we've we've gotten off work, and you know, we never really, we didn't do it, and then last week. Uh, I have changed my work rotation, and I can speak about that a little bit later, but last week I went in on a Tuesday, and uh, while I was work on that Tuesday, Anne's like, you'll never guess what I did, I cleaned out the spare room. Now, she didn't do the whole thing by herself, because uh, there was too much work to be done and couldn't do everything, but we had a lot of... Um, 
Christmas trash. Let's and just stuff. say that Matt is a collector of I like boxes, electronic boxes. I have so of any boxes. any time he gets a new electronic toy, he likes to save the box for a period of at least six months, so that if something happens, he may return it mm-hmm. in the original box. Yes, but of course, he becomes a bit of a pack rat with that. Mm-hmm. And I am a pack rat because I never throw. Christmas boxes or Christmas uh, holiday bags or any of that away because I don't like to throw things away when you can recycle them. And so that puts us in a bit of a, a quandary with uh, what we have in the back room. And, and like Ann buys for Christmas every year, she gets me the tri popcorn tin. We had with, like five of those back had, here. <laughs> don't exaggerate, there were four of them. <laughs> and, okay, I was off by one, sorry. <laughs> So we had those, I mean, because we don't like to throw them away. We don't know what to do with them. They're cool. They look nice. Um, for We could clean them out and give them to somebody, but, I mean. We're not nine years old. We don't have a bunch of Legos to put in them. That's yeah. what we would have used for when I was a kid. So we had stuff like that. Um, had we had, we had We'd gotten rid of the TV box, right, for our TV. Yeah. Yeah, we had gotten rid of that. Um but there were a bunch of other things. And, and we had done a phase, kind of a pre-phase, a yeah. while ago, where we got rid of some of the big boxes that were in here. But anyway, while I was at work last week, Anne's like, you know what? I just want to get started on this. So she, she went and bought some of those heavy-duty trash bags, and she just started stuffing them They're full like of crap. They're 55-gallon trash bags. They're huge. I know. And so she, she filled one of those, and then we started... Um, we we had stuff to to move around and some because there's a spare bathroom here in the, in the guest bed. I mean, this is a suite that you've got here. Um, it's nice. Only things miss, missing is a kitchenette. Um, you have a walk-in closet here. You've got uh, an extra bathroom. You've got your own bed. Uh, you've got a TV. You can do your own podcast if you visit. <laughs> so, boy, we're really selling this podcast yeah, and breakfast thing, absolutely. aren't we? And um, I can make a Pop-Tart for somebody. <laughs> and Oh, Matt. And, uh, toaster Strudel. Toaster Strudel. We, we, go, we, we could, have Toaster Strudel. That would be the premium upgrade. Oh, okay. okay. All right. The, the, the Pop-Tart or the Kroger brand uh, it's included. Toaster it's included in your... It's included, but if you want to upgrade to the Toaster Strudel, <laughs> we'll let you do that. I <laughs> love it. Um, so... Anyway, we we decided, you know, we could finally, you could walk in the door without straining your groin uh, (laughs) to get to the bathroom or the closet. So that was a positive step. And then, uh, was it Saturday Saturday or Sunday that we did the... Sunday. Sunday. Sunday That's right, because Saturday, Anne had Saturday off, which has been a rarity um, during the pandemic. She's had a couple Saturdays. She's getting a couple Saturdays off because she... Worked almost every Saturday, and so um, she, she, we're like, you're not, we're not doing this on Saturday. We're gonna just enjoy ourselves on Saturday, which we did. So Sunday we made it our work day, and uh, we worked for several hours, uh, filled a couple yeah. more trash bags. Howard was quite jealous that we were not paying him any attention. Howard did not like that no, at all. Not at all. But um, you know, I mean, it was it was a cleanse. I mean, I you know. I, can, I am a pack rat. I'm not going to deny it. I collect electronic boxes, as Ann said. There are a couple I still couldn't get rid of, like the Sega Genesis mini box 
It's so cute. I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't get rid <laughs> of it. It's okay. One. You can keep stuff like that. We just can't keep <clears throat> every single one. Which we had because we have a another little closet, a hallway closet, and we had kind of uh, a decade worth of cell phone boxes from. We there. had what, like an iPhone three in there? iPhone three S or three G? Yes. Wow. Yep. That was from a while back. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, that's from like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something in there. Um, we had our old boxes for our Windows phones that we used to have. Uh, it makes us sound like hoarders. <laughs> but, you know, I we kept... We were in a way. We I, are in a way hoarders. It, it was hoarding, but uh, the cell phone boxes anyway. And, like, we had the boxes for Xbox controllers. <laughs> you know, just in case it were to break. And it broke within the year warranty. I needed to keep it around. And then four years later, you've still got the box. So... Uh, but I mean, I had an HTC. We we did a whole podcast about the history of our cell phones, and I I think that in that closet over there, every cell phone that we've had since the smartphone era, from the iPhone 3G on up, I believe we had in there. Um, you had your Microsoft Lumia. I had my Lumia replacement. I had my HTC that I had for a few years in there. Um, we had the Samsung J7s, which were our first Samsung phones, which were really good phones, except the camera's blue. Um, and I think we eventually did find the S9 Plus boxes as well. Now, we do have one box around for each of our cell phones, or two boxes. We kept the, I, or the Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus boxes for the phones that we just upgraded to, just in the paranoia case that we have to return them <laughs> for some reason. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, yeah, we had a lot of stuff. That, that, that just paints a picture for you of kind of how I am sometimes with things. So um, I kept a lot of things from high school and college as well, textbooks and notebooks, and I haven't looked at them in years. So I just put those in a trash bag and went ahead and got rid of those too. And I think Ann was surprised by that one. Uh, maybe not necessarily as happy for that, but they just, they were just going to take up space and yeah. who needs notes from, you know, my, my junior year Spanish class. Mm-hmm. But I did find a picture of me, um, from one of my Spanish classes in college and I was a beanpole, uh, <laughs> wearing a sweater with a, with a oh. shirt underneath of it. I was disappointed you weren't wearing the sweater vest because when... I first met you. You were a big fan of the sweater vest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened to my sweater vests. I had a, a nice beige one, and yeah, I had a, a black one. That I, I think and maybe That was I, quite I think a those, studly one. I think those were the only two that I had. But I wore them frequently, and I had a lot of different shirts that I would wear under them so they could all kind of be uh, different looks. Um, but I don't really wear the sweater vests uh, anymore. Um so anyway, we, we spent all that time, um, you know, cleaning stuff out. And so now we have a, a, a spare room that you can actually walk in and be proud of. We no longer have a computer desk kind of in our living room area because we moved it into the spare room. Um, my mom retired from teaching a few years ago, and they rewarded her uh, hard work with one of those really nice, like, Cracker Barrel rocking chairs. And it's just been sitting here in this back room, uh, not being able to be used at all. Uh, she was going to get rid of it. We couldn't let her part with it. We wanted to keep it in the family. So uh, that's now out in the other room where the computer desk used to be. And it's just such a relief to look into 
the living room or the man cave, what have you, and not have the computer desk sitting there. And then that's not so much of a relief, but it's nice. It's what, nice what, to have that separation yeah. for when you work from yes. home and when you do, you know, certain things on your desktop, you know, but mostly work. If you're working from home and you want to, like, separate from yeah, that you can't, at the when, end when of the your, day. When your computer desk is three feet away from your, or six feet away from your couch. Yeah. You know, I I would always call my mom and, and joke. I'm like, okay, yeah, I just made the commute from work to the couch. <laughs> well, your commute got a little longer. Got a little bit but longer. But not too bad. <laughs> commute, acute, uh, the commute probably double, uh, tripled or quadrupled in length. But, you know, we can still make it pretty fast. Now, what's happening is I am still working from home, but only every other week. My staff and I are on a rotation. So this week's my first week to be back on the job Monday through Friday. And then... Uh, next week I will work from home Monday through Friday, and then the next week I'll go back into the office, and I anticipate we'll do that for a, a few weeks, and then we'll probably all be back together again once uh, once the, the bosses deem that it's safe. The, the problem that I have where I work is that um, we don't have any uh, ability to have any sort of social distancing. We sit three people right together about two, three feet, two or three feet apart. There's just no breathing room, so... Um, if we leave a space in the middle of our three-seat area, then you do have that separation space. So that's why half the staff is working from home, half the staff is working um, at the office, but leaving a space in between so that we can try to observe social distancing as best we can. Uh, so what that means, though, is that when I work next week, uh, I'll kind of have that separation of I'm in this room and I'm doing my work here, and then, you know, I can go into the living room and not see the, the desk and think about work. Because I think that's the thing that I found about working from home is, in some regards, it does feel like you're always working. And it's not, you know, and it's because you're like, well, I sat at my desk and I did the things. And then, oh, I see something that I need to do, but I've been off the clock for an hour. Well, the desk's right there. I was at work here anyway so i'll just go ahead and step in and do that and you've caught me doing that a yes. lot over the past two and a half months so but it, it was a big job um and so proud of the room here and she should be um you know like i said she just came up with a great business proposition a, a podcast and breakfast <laughs> We should write up that business plan. Yeah, I'm sure there good. would be people that would enjoy doing that. We can put some sort of quarter slot on the <laughs> on the computer so you can buy time or maybe a credit card oh, slot, square oh, reader man. or something. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, what, what did you envision for this room when you kind of started cleaning stuff out last week? This is pretty much what I envisioned for it. I, I really like that we were able to get not only our guest room back, but... We had wanted to kind of turn this partly into a home office mm -hmm. as well. So, and it's nice because we have a TV in here so Matt can take a break from working and sit on the on the day bed and watch GI Joe episodes if he wants. <laughs> Hasbro on YouTube has a 24-hour live stream of GI Joe that they That's run. That's crazy. And it's just it's pretty much I think it's all their multi-part episodes. That they're running, I, I definitely have seen the Pyramid of Darkness, and I've seen the the Mass Device, Captives Captives of Cobra. 
I, I would have bet that Revenge of Cobra's on there. I just haven't caught it yet, but you can just log into YouTube and turn on that channel, and you'll be plunged into the middle of a G.I. Joe episode, and, and that's that's fun. I mean, I haven't sat down and watched it for three hours in a row or anything. I, I caught Arise or Pintor Arise as well, but it, it's just kind of a cool thing to think that you can just turn on G.I. Joe anytime you want. Yeah, that and is neat. So, so it's neat. Uh, it's a nice break, especially you're like, oh, there's nothing on TV or whatever. You can just watch G.I. Joe for a few minutes. And Ant's caught me doing it a few times. I have no shame about that. <laughs> and Howard likes laying on the day bed with you and watching TV. Howard likes uh, having a little extra space, a little extra room that he can go he into. He has. Well, when we first, uh, we first cleaned it out, he was like, oh, this is nice. Because, you know, when we got him a year ago... This room we kind of made off limits yeah, for him it's, because it's been the the the, the wing of the, yeah. the beast's mansion. <laughs> uh, you're not supposed to can't go, go to. in the west wing. West wing, yes. Yes. Oh wait a second. Yeah. Well, no. It might be the east wing. Mm. We I might have to. Right. We might have to Google it. The west wing is a TV show. Except as well. I think it might be the west. Well, it probably is the west wing. We're gonna Google it. So stand by. Say, I'm going to need some Googling music, Anne. West Wing, you were right. I, th- I thought that okay. sounded right. Okay. Whew. Some things are just visceral, but then every now- every once in a while, I kind of second guess myself on my Disney knowledge. But um, yeah, so we had kind of kept this off limits. For Howard, because we were kind of, I was kind of concerned that if he made his way back here, he'd probably either get stuck or <laughs> never find his way out. Yeah, so we kind of left this um, door closed most of the time for this room uh, since it was a storage area. But now that it's open, I mean, he just kind of looked in here like, "Oh my gosh, there's nothing in this room." And then he proceeded to like walk to the middle of the room and just roll around on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make it uh, so Howard he's, ready. Uh, you know? He's quite pleased right now. He's he's made himself a nest out of uh, blankets, and is uh, just laying there, super cute as can be. He's taking a nap. He's I taking think. a nap, but he's he, got to be where we are. Yeah, he he knows he knows podcast time, and he knows that we're gonna stay here for about an hour or so, maybe a little bit more, and that his services are not required right now. He's a now. smart little cookie. <laughs> but yeah, no, we um. So, I mean, we haven't really finalized uh, exactly the podcast setup. I bought Anne uh, an arm for her microphone. So I think that's pretty cool that she'll be able to have that. Uh, We don't really have a chair, per se. Today we're using a stool. So, you know, we'll continue to kind of tweak and refine our practices here. may need to get some uh, sound dampening uh, panels. I don't know. We'll see. We're not... uh, we're not professional grade, so I don't really <laughs> think people mind too much. But now we can look at each other and podcast, and I don't have to turn all the way around in my chair. So that's that's it's nice. It's nice, yeah, really nice. I I've enjoyed it. So we we did that, and then we also decided to tackle um, the the garage. Uh, I wouldn't even call this phase one. It's like I mean, we're pre-phase. on fire. We got the back room. We got the walk-in closet. We got the hall closet. Oh, that's right. The walk-in closet you couldn't walk yep. in, and now you can walk in. <laughs> um, we took some boxes up into the crawl space. Probably the, the worst of it by far was we have this big red Santa Claus bag 
full of like clothes boxes <laughs> and gift bags because we reuse them every year. But that bag's a pain in the butt. Oh my God, yes. And uh, it takes up a lot of space. So we decided we're going to put it up in the crawl space. And when Christmas rolls around, we can just go get, if, if Ann needs three shirt boxes or whatever, I'll just go get three shirt boxes. But we had to get the thing upstairs into the crawl space that was first. A beast. And that was, I think. A... How does Santa go down a chimney with a bag like that? Well, he's magic. Oh, jeez. That my helps. Lord. Obviously. We couldn't even, we could barely fit it through the through the stairway <laughs> no and, and the problem is we've got a one of those pull down uh ladder things to the the attic and it's got these springs on either side and so the bag get getting hooked on the springs oh, so and annoying. like i'm up there trying to pull it through and underneath it trying to to push it up but it's stuck on the springs and so you know finally i'm like okay we're gonna have to put it put it back and then we got to try to rotate the bag, and yeah, it was it was not good. My shoulder hurt after that one because I was oh. I was holding and yeah. trying to pull it up, and then Anne's trying to extend herself Ugh. to to try to push it up My as far as she can. My upper back was killing me after that. that. That was bad. But the Santa bag is up there, and it's never coming back down until it's empty. <laughs> oh golly. <clears throat> But you you know uh, we had kind of a funny thing that we that we got into was you know we would see something and Ann was like well do you want this and I'd be like throw it away <laughs> and so every, every time that Ann would find something and you know ask me what I'd just be like throw it away throw it away throw it away and it was like getting to the point of it was really annoying her <laughs> because we were talking about like actual nice stuff that you don't want to throw away and I'm just like. Throw it away. He just didn't want to keep it because he's like, well, where am I going to store it? What am I going to do with it? And it's like, but if it has sentimental value, then um, we're going to keep it. And I tried to contend that I haven't looked at that in three years. Why did I, you know, throw it away? Jeez. So then then we um, moved and started to do on Tuesday night. We worked on the garage uh, pre expeditionary uh um it was heavy trash week so operation. we wanted to try and get most of this yes yeah we're gonna done try to get it done so that we can uh next phase will be just to clean out and reorganize the garage because we haven't done that probably uh Since, i think the uh, last time we did it it was probably well we moved it in 2008 the last time i actually cleaned the garage or like reor we don't have a lot in our garage but the last time i reorganized was like 2012 so it's time. I'm sure this is about as exciting as some of, uh, you know, Newman's Bunyan stories that Kramer bought. <laughs> For eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but we have another exciting thing to talk about. And it's about one of your absolute favorite movies. Before I get to that, though, I do want to mention one more thing about cleaning out the garage. Um, we had put an old Roku on the TV here in the man ca- or in the, oh, in the spare room. You are just going to, you're never going to let me forget no, this. No, 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 no. It was an old, um, we, we converted to streaming television like in 2014. That's when I bought our first Roku and we got rid of our cable bill and stuff. Bye-bye, AT&T U-verse. Yeah, absolutely. Boy, they... they They're gougers. And they don't let you go easily. Um, no. You always feel like they're going to take the poor person who couldn't retain you as a customer and just like drop them off a plank or something. Uh. But I finally 
got them in. And so uh, we had this streaming stick from Roku, and I had it connected to the TV in here. Mostly because when the Game of Thrones, the Long Night episode came out, we couldn't see a darn thing. We couldn't. And it, we get a little bit of sun in the in the man cave. So we came into this room, which has a very good blackout shade, and watched that episode in here. Um, so while we were going through stuff in the garage, I found a newer Roku streaming stick, which I thought was the greatest thing in the world because it's a faster streaming stick than the one from 2014. And then we were talking about how it got out there. I, was, I wasn't even going to mention that. And you implied that I put it out there. I think, the, I think the gnomes did it. I'm convinced we have gnomes. I can tell you that I did not put it out there. Uh-huh. And I can also tell you that it would have a higher likelihood of someone else in this household having moved it than me to get it out of the way. And I, I think we can all draw our own conclusions. <sighs> Willie took it. And hit it out there. <laughs> he gets out of his tank sometimes. He's a little daredevil. You know, he'll, he'll just... Now, how he got that up there onto that shelf, I don't know. But he's resourceful. Yeah. And he's a turtle. But anyway, I, I was really excited to find that Roku streaming stick because I didn't know what happened to it. I remembered I'd put it in the in the basket on, the, uh, on our table and never saw it again. Well, now we know where it went, and now instead of, I was going to buy, I was going to go buy a new Roku, wasn't I? Yes. Because uh, the old one was slow, and I want to give our guests... But you delayed. I, I want to give our guests, you know, when they're coming here for their podcast and their, their, their toaster strudel, I wanted them to have a good, snappy Roku experience, and now they'll be able to have that through the new streaming stick. So anyway, you were talking about a, a movie of mine that's celebrating its uh, an anniversary. Yes. And which movie is that, Anne? Gladiator. Gladiator. Uh, Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Richard Harris is in that as well. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. And I can't believe it's 20 years old. I remember going to see that with my dad. Uh, it came out May 5th of 2000, according to uh, the internets. And so we were a little late on the anniversary, but... You know, it's still the same year, so we'll we'll take it. <laughs> and they're not they're releasing a 20th anniversary Blu-ray, I think, of Gladiator here soon. So they didn't time that for the actual theatrical mm. release, so we're okay. Do, do you remember the first time that you saw Gladiator? Did you see it in the theater? Did you see it at home? I didn't see it in the theater. Um, I actually, well, I was working at the AMC theater. Oh, so th- this the was summer. AMC, uh, the AMC work era. Yes, it was good, but I hadn't actually watch it, watch it until my dad bought it on DVD. Okay. He was like you. That was one of the first DVDs that we ever had. That was the first a, DVD we that bur- I ever had. Yeah, when we bought um, our DVD player. And you, you know the story, and I think we've told on this podcast, uh, I was a little reluctant to switch to the DVD format because I had a lot of video cassettes, and I'd, I'd put a lot of money into that, and I'm like, I don't really want to do this DVD thing. Well, wouldn't you know, uh, when when they released Gladiator on home video, they put it out on DVD first, and the VHS tape wasn't going to come out for six months. You couldn't buy it for six months. And so I, I bought a, a DVD player. It was a Samsung. I bought it from the Kmart in Richmond on the east side. I don't believe it's open anymore. Maybe it is, but I think it might have closed. 
and um, I bought that movie, and uh, that's the whole reason I bought a DVD player, was so that I could watch Gladiator. Wow. And when we got a 4K Blu-ray player to go with our 4K-capable TV a couple years ago, the first 4K Blu-ray that I bought was Gladiator. Oh, wow. I love Gladiator. It's a, it's a great movie. It's uh, cost me a lot of money over the years uh, <laughs> between the, the Blu-ray players and the, the discs themselves. But it's a, it's a tremendous movie. Uh, won some Oscars, directed by Ridley Scott. And it's the story of Maximus Decimus Meridius. And he's a general in the Roman army. And uh, the Caesar wants to turn things over to him, but he says, no, nah, he, he can't do it. And the Caesar's like, hey, man, my son's no good. He's going to destroy stuff. He's like, well, Even crap, that's your he's problem. he's really handsome, he's going to destroy everything that because he's insane. It must be you, Maximus. <laughs> I love when you do the Richard uh, Harris impression. Commodus is not a moral man. Oh, Richard Harris, so good in that. For the five minutes that he's in it. But, um, yeah, I've just always liked Gladiator. Love the, the fight scenes. It's a little little on the violent side, yeah. probably. But Russell Crowe, so good in that movie. And uh, Joaquin Phoenix is a, a really good villain in that movie. Not the first thing I've seen him in, but probably the first thing I really remember him for. And, um, yeah, do you, do you have a favorite scene from, from Gladiator? Um, I think probably my favorite scene is at the end when his... He was uh, a soldier of Rome, that whole well, part? Well, not so much that, okay. but like when the um, his companion, the a gentleman from Africa, oh, okay. I think he yeah, was yeah. from the African, yes. somewhere in the African nation, and he buried the little figures... The little wooden figures, yeah. ...that Maximus carried with him of his wife and his son... He buried the little figures in the arena, and he was like, I will see you again, but not yet. Not yet. <laughs> and we do that a lot. We say, not yet. <laughs> not yet. That was, um, oh, what's that guy's name? That gentleman. I think that was one of his first major movies. It's like one of those fancy names. I can never pronounce it. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I, I know, isn't the last name Hansu? Yes. That, that sounds correct. And it, his first name starts with a D. D, yeah. And I'm sure that there are people listening to this podcast yelling out his name. But for the life of me, I cannot think of it right at this moment. But really, yeah. I mean, the whole cast in that movie is superb. It's so well written. And the music is beautiful. But a lot of Ridley Scott's movies have, like, the most gorgeous music and they're just so beautifully shot like with all the colors and kind of the whooshing kind of panoramic type views that you're just kind of used to seeing from him and i also love Derek jacoby in that movie so oh yeah so good um the supporting cast in that movie is tremendous and i suppose when it came out you know we really hadn't seen like a tried and true sword and sandal type of thing for a really long time from hollywood and so it made quite a bit of money. Uh, it won some awards, and I just I just think Gladiator is fantastic. I, I've got a lot of favorite scenes that really it's fairly stereotypical, 
but it's it's the one where Maximus's team beats the you know they stack the the cards against him and Maximus's team you know they they win and Commodus is ticked off by it and he tells the slave to tell him his name and he shows him his back he doesn't want to tell him who he is and you know because he doesn't want to get killed or what have you and you know he says how dare you turn your back to me slave and then he as he tells him his name and he takes off that helmet and he's like I am Maximus Decimus Meridius oh it's so good the, the, the music to that so good husband to a murdered wife oh I will have my vengeance in this life or the next I love that scene how dare you show your back to me slave will you remove your helmet and tell me your name My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. So good. <laughs> Matt could quote the whole thing in his sleep. Oh, careful there, Howard. Howard Are you just, trying to visit us? Howard just pulled off my headphones. Hey, buddy. You trying to visit? Oh, can you say hi to everybody? <laughs> say hi. Oh, he's just like, I just want attention now, please. What a sweetie. It's like I don't know what your guys' attraction to these giant black balls on the desk are. But I can't, uh, I can't imagine that... Gladiator is like 20 years, 20 years old. old. It feels like it was just yesterday that that movie came out. Yeah, I would have been 19 when it came out because I would have turned 20 later, in, you know, in July because it came out in May. So, um, yeah, and I, I ran into like one of my old, my brother's old baseball coaches at, at the movie theater in the bathroom and he had just gone to see Gladiator and he was like, that was really good. <laughs> but yeah. So I guess uh, I guess I thought we'd have to, a little bit more to say about Gladiator, but there's really nothing more to say than it's a great movie and it came out 20 years ago. And if you haven't seen it, then pretend like you never heard anything we were talking about and go watch it because it's great. I always just, I think you're right, the end's really good. Uh, I like it, you know, and it's spoiler alert, careful with that microphone and <laughs> we just got you a very expensive arm for your microphone. <laughs> Sorry. So let's let's be careful with it. All I'm right. still I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing. She's trying here. to she's trying to understand her spatial awareness because she's been used to being tucked away in that recliner. I'm blind. I'm a blind bat. Ah. And usually the microphone's not so close. So you know, bear bear with us. Um, but no, it's it's really good. Uh, I, I like the end and and when you know the Commodus's sister. Uh, that's a creepy storyline that I could have uh, yeah, uh, gotten, gotten uh, could have gotten rid of and that's the one fine. thing I could have you know gone without yeah yeah but it just makes him so I don't know it, it, it makes you realize that he is just a insecure desperate 
man, but that's what kind of makes him scary at the same time. You're telling me he's the emperor of Rome and he can't find someone other than his sister? I don't think that's necessarily it. It's not the point. Yeah, yeah. I know. But it, you do think that when you're watching it, you're like, dude, come on. I'm just saying you're rich beyond imagination. You can have any woman in this continent-spanning empire. Why do you have to go so close to home? I know. Too bad. Too bad. But yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, <sighs> that was one of the movies that I saw him in. That's back in the Inventing the Abbots era where he was just sort of starting. He's probably about halfway through his career. His He was going up in the Hollywood world. But that really, I mean, that was such a big hit that I think that really uh, opened a lot of people's eyes to his acting ability. Yeah, he's he's so good in that now. Do you do you like the busy little bees scene? Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes, and it's very creepy because his eyes are very like, I don't know. If he's... You've been up to busy little bee. <laughs> uh, I, ha- I have a friend um, <laughs> who just hates that scene. Like he thinks that whole scene runs the entire movie. Yeah, and I I, I never really had strong feelings about it, so I just thought curiously what, you know. No, I will say that I think that kind of shows his, you know, how he's sort of gone off the edge there and become sort of paranoid about what everybody's doing around him. And uh, you'd really realize how violently attached and obsessed with his sister he is that he, you know, worries about her betraying him. Her... um, Above he, doesn't, all he doesn't care about yeah. anybody else, but her, he can't handle doing that to him. But, oh yeah, good stuff. We'll have to pull it out for the anniversary and watch it. Yeah, we should. And again, I love his little speech at the end before he dies at the end. He's like, Cinder Gracchus is to be reinstated. And, you know, these are the last wishes of Marcus Aurelius. I just, I think it's so, so good. I love, I love Gladiator. So, well, uh, it's a pretty abbreviated podcast. Uh, we adulted hard and talked about things that we need to do for the house. Yeah. And uh, there will probably be some more things that we need to do for the house because there are always things that need to be done for a house. We talked a little bit about Gladiator. So that means it's time for uh, our favorite segment of the show. Let's wait for the jingle. What are you reading? What are you writing? What are you writing or reading today? And what you didn't see is that I just did jazz hands in the background. We both did. (laughs) So, Anne, last week, I recall you saying you didn't have anything. I still don't. So this week, what are you reading? What are you writing? What are you watching? I still don't have anything. Although I am going to start watching on Netflix, I think I'm going to start watching Hannibal. Oh, okay. The The series. Yeah, yeah. And see if it's any good. It's got to be better than the movie Hannibal. Yeah, I mean, I don't get into the movies, but the series actually looked quite interesting. So, and I like Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, he's a good actor. So, I think I might see if uh, that's worth anything. And then, um, I haven't really, I've been kind of perusing the books, but I haven't really found anything to sort of catch my interest lately. Plus, it's been so nice outside, I just kind of want to do stuff around the house. I haven't really been in book mode. I need to get back into book mode. Um... But yeah, I haven't really been doing anything exciting. (laughs) 
Uh, to put you on the spot here, um, you know, we, we've kind of run out of shows. Uh, not run out of shows because there are a million shows out there. But as far as something that we've put in and watched together. Yeah. Um, we did finish Celtics Lakers, by the way, which was really a good that was very good uh, documentary, uh, sports documentary. Um, do you have any interest in the show The Good Place? The Good Place. It's got Ted Danson and Kristen Bell in it. What's Aired it on about? NBC. Uh, I think it's sort of about the kookiness of afterlife, maybe. Huh. I don't know. It's in our Netflix queue, and I didn't know if I put it in there or if you put it in there. I don't remember. I don't remember putting anything like that in there, so maybe we'll have to watch it. Well, I, Willie must have been doing it again. <laughs> Willie likes to watch TV when we're not home. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, as far as, I mean, I haven't really been, we haven't watched anything. There have been no movies to watch, so. Yeah. Although we did get popcorn back in our house we recently. We got some popcorn. After months of not being able to find it. Well, it wasn't so much that. We just kept forgetting to get some. And when we did remember, they were out. That. That is true. Yes. I did run into Kroger one time, um, and that was one of the things that I had meant to get, and they did not have any microwave popcorn. So disappointing. The pandemic. (laughs) Which, you know, Indiana's going to enter its fourth phase of um, reopening, and that's the second to last phase. Um, So retail stores will be able to open at full capacity, uh, with social distancing, of course. And then uh, some things like movie theaters and stuff like that are supposed to open back up. But, you know, as Ann and I have said before to each other, we're just not rushing. We're not, uh, you know, rushing to get back to movie theaters or restaurants. Not at all. I I can say, honestly, you know, working in the business that I work in, uh, I have seen a lot of the effects of this pandemic firsthand. And um, it's not going away, regardless of what the government or the CDC or anybody's telling you it's going to be around for a while and people still need to be afraid of it. So you still need to be cautious. That's the thing is like if people could be a little less selfish and a little more aware of what's going on Mm. and could do the things and, and practice the hand washing and good hygiene and wear masks out in public and keep their space from people then, you know, you could feel okay about some of this reopening. Uh, but the reality is people aren't very good at it. Mm-mm. And if they're, if they're not forced to, they're probably not going to. So that's where I have the concerns. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, that does have about a two-week uh, delay on, on, on your cases. Uh, once you reopen, then you start to see whether or not you're going to have a spike. Uh, I don't like everybody kind of being put in a Petri dish on that, but, you know, that's also, I also recognize that we cannot hunker down and stay uh, at home forever. That's also not sustainable. So you got to strike a balance, but that balance needs to have people using their brains, um, staying away from other people, you know, unless absolutely possible, uh, using wearing masks and, you know, sanitizing things. And I just I have a feeling people are just going to, you know, as things reopen and, and uh, get quote unquote back to normal, I think people are going to forget the things that we've done the last couple of months. Yeah. And I, I fear a spike. And also, it, it doesn't it doesn't help. And while I have the utmost respect for the protests that happen nationwide, you're talking about a large group of people uh, standing shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow, in high concentrations together, 
and that's also can be a breeding ground for the virus. So you worry about that as well as to what the effects of the protesting and um, the reopening of the states and businesses and stuff is all going to have, and we won't really know for another week or so on some of these things. But maybe it'll be fine. Maybe it's not as communicable as, as we thought, or maybe we have it somewhat under control, but we won't know yeah. for a few more weeks, which is kind of scary. It is. It is. Into the unknown. But, I mean, if if things stay on a good clip, Indiana could reopen fully uh, by July 4th. They're on track. We're on track to, to actually do that. Wow. But, but the governor said today, Governor Eric Holcomb here in Indiana, you know, if the numbers don't trend, because they're actually open to stage four earlier than they expected two day, a couple days earlier. But he said if things aren't where they want them to be, um, you know, we'll stay in stage four or we could revert back to stage three if, you know, and I hope that's not empty rhetoric. I hope if things do get a little, don't go as they hope, then that they, they will pull back or not, you know, for John, but we'll just, we'll just have to see. I get it. We can't stay home forever. We can't live in fear forever. People have got to get back to work. But again, I, I have no arguments with that. It's just if people would be a little more care, a lot more careful. I would feel a lot better mm -hmm. about a lot of this happening. Um, then, as far as me, um, I haven't been watching a lot of stuff except for GI Joe. I have taken in a few GI Joe episodes here and there, and I have not read anything, but I have still been writing like a fiend. Oh wow! Um, my book, also starring Brock Calhoun as himself, <laughs> is over the ninety thousand word mark. I started that on April the 27th. It's going to end up being a little bit longer of a first draft than I thought. I thought we'd be round and third heading for home right now. Right now we're kind of between second and third base. Um, mm. You know, we got to get some stuff done before we can wrap it all up. But I still have averaged. I've been kind of tracking my, my times uh, and my word count, and I'm still averaging about 2,000 words a day. Now, if I could have finished another 1,000 words yesterday, I stopped at 2,000 because I about fell asleep at the keyboard last night. <laughs> um, if I could have gotten another 1,000, then I could have, um, I'd had like a 2,100 average, but 2,000 is still nothing to, nothing to be ashamed of. It's pretty good. I've uh, really been enjoying uh, writing the book. And then I'm really, it's something I stumbled across in a YouTube video advertisement. There's a, a thing called uh, the Campfire app or Campfire Pro. Mm. And it's, it's like a storyboarding suite um, where you can uh, put like character dossiers and map out plot points and stuff. And I've been doing this with a program called Ginkgo. But Campfire Pro allows you uh, to make a big database of things and like add like maps and stuff and it, it it's pretty cool so wow i think the next book that i outline i might uh, it's got a 10-day free trial and then i think it's 50 bucks for a lifetime license so i'm not gonna i think i'm gonna next book i do i'm gonna play around with campfire pro and see if it looks as much fun to play with that as it <laughs> looks like it is but yeah, uh, this, the book, again, is about a, uh, an actor named Brock Calhoun who ends up getting visited by a lot of his characters that he played in the movies and, uh, you know, typical has-to-save-the-world type of stuff. But it's it's fun, and we told you last week about a, a character named Chocolate Chip. 
And uh, oh, and your song that you made up last night for oh chocolate goodness. chip to sing to Angie. There, there's a the poor dog in the story. Angie gets turned into a cartoon character, and then her master Brock Calhoun gets captured, and she escapes, and she needs somebody to help her. And the only person she knows where they are is this annoying character named Chocolate Chip, who is a character that Brock Calhoun voiced late in his movie career, and he's the most annoying character ever. And I have really enjoyed writing Chocolate Chip. But anyway, Angie went to appeal to him for help in a scene that I wrote last night. And then she heard music playing. And there are songs in kids' movies. So I wrote up a little song last night for Chocolate Chip called Am I Sweet on You? Because he lives, <laughs> he lives in the land of candy and sugar. Oh. And uh, it's it's terrible. But my gosh, I was I, I read it to Anne last night. He, and you, it you was were, quite you were fun. At it. it was quite fun. You were fun. laughing at it. So. I enjoyed it. We'll see if a little bit of chocolate chip goes a long way or if, uh, <laughs> or if people kind of enjoy him a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. But, well, I mean, uh, you have anything else uh, to share with, uh, with our listening audience? Uh, this is kind of a quickie, which is, which is fine. Uh, every podcast can't be an hour and 45 minutes, so. You need a quickie every once in a while to keep you <laughs> on your toes, right? Well, this means less editing, and I. <laughs> He's all for that. I like that. Yes, so. yes. All right, well, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Matt Adams Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Statomatty, S-T-A-T-O-M-A-T-T-Y, at Statomatty. Swing me an email, matt at mattadamswriter.com, matt at mattadamswriter.com. And Anne, where can the people find you? Wherever Matt is. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) Thank you.